1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
2: Should we be pilots? <laughs> Ooh. That's a good question.
1: If you hit a 30-minute delay at the airport, it's literally faster to drive to Charlotte at this yeah. point. What are the
2: requirements
1: to be a commercial pilot? It can't be,
0: be that. Badass. bad. badass.
1: You can also, I mean. Wear a cool okay. hat. Okay. I only know this because of the 9-11 Saskatchewan musical. But you can get that no, okay. That Ryan, you know what I'm talking yes, about. Not no, Saskatchewan. No, yes. Nova Scotia.
2: Come from um, away.
1: I have seen you. it. Thank you,
3: Fuck. Wow. I've seen
1: I it. my mother made me see it. I gotta say it's better than I thought it was gonna it's be. It's not bad. When, considering you're
2: going to a, a musical about nine eleven, it's not bad.
1: It's yeah. not bad. Um <laughs> But that lady, the lady pilot who sings the one good song in the whole show, her first job in real life mm-hmm. was flying a single engine plane for a mortician. Like, she would fly dead bodies. Hell yes. Um, nice. Like, people who died away from home. So that's that's got to be pretty easy job, right? Just like you in a coffin in a plane. Fly
3: the deadly skies. We could
1: probably do that. Let's do it. What if we just started a morgue?
3: So I uh, fl- a flying morgue. Full casket. A the casket wants never to be s- full.
0: Yeah. It craves the dead. Feed it. A
2: casket without a body is just a box.
0: I know that casket's eating good. <laughs> that's a
3: that's a that's a Tim Couch sized casket right there. You what? Get it's
1: it. what? It's illiterate.
3: Yep. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Sorry, that's the Leah Michelle casket
3: dude illegal. and her and her opening
1: night is tonight this is too much gossip
3: you can't by the way there's
1: too much happening today
3: you can't get that woman hesitating okay, for a wait, second wait, 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 on camera wait. to read a do cue you card guys
1: know this is very specific spencer knows because i told him this do you guys know the origin of leah michelle can't read it is basically the broadway podcast equivalent of the full cast mm. this is a meme oh, no. from a broadway podcast that broke contain like it was a complete throwaway joke there was uh it was Naya Rivera's memoir had a a beat in it about how Leah Michelle like really hated improvising, and one of the hosts just as a toss off toss off was like, "Well, yeah, that's probably because she can't read." Like it's like something Ryan would say, and it just completely caught fire, and now like she has to address it in a public statement. Oh, <laughs> but it's exactly the kind of sh- it would be like this is the Broadway equivalent of if Craig James had to address, "No, I did not kill sex workers." <laughs> Um, way back when, like if Craig James had ever been forced to make that public statement, this is what has happened to Leah Michelle, which is very funny because she's a monster.
3: I can't really like every time she is like <sighs> on the timeline. There's somebody who finds a clip of her at an award show where there is a card and <gasps> mm-hmm. she is presenting the award and she does what everyone does when you open a card and you haven't prepared for your award show spot you wait a beat to see who's going to read it or if you're going to read right, it together right no but now it's that, all you that gets see. on there and they're like she can't read look <laughs> <laughs>
1: she waited a second she's literate." and then she's like and well and then her statement was like uh, I was, it, her statement does nothing to refute it. It was, I was at Glee every day. I knew my lines. Knew and my lines. And this wouldn't happen if I were a man. And I was like, bitch, if you had harassed people on set the way that you did and were a man at the same time, you would be under a jail somewhere.
2: It's a shame that Jesus and Mary and broke I, up because they would have <laughs> definitely, they would have definitely had her on the show and handed her something and be like, read this out loud.
1: And had handed her like... <laughs> Cars and trucks and things that go. Only,
0: what do you there's... want your rainbow to say? Yeah.
2: Uh,
1: I don't write know. it down. Write it
2: down.
3: I oh. I feel very bad for somebody who's illiterate unless they're Leah Michelle or Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> That's you for know, Donald everyone Trump. deserves the gift of knowledge except for those two people. Yeah. It's lost on them.
2: Oh, Donald Trump has to be literate. Why do you keep all those documents if he's not? Because he didn't know
0: they were classified. (laughs) Yeah, what? That's true.
3: This is his best legal defense. This paper is red. It must be
0: mine. (laughs)
3: shut down full cast you are listening to the internet's only college football podcast i am spencer hall joining me this week after week one of college football and uh, on the verge of week two is ryan nanny live from the number one team in the nation vanderbilt commodore's home of nashville tennessee ryan how, how are you showing your gold are you feeling the doors? Damn,
2: I'm getting my biscuits and showing my gold. Playoff picks, baby.
3: <laughs> get you get you a biscuit. God, God
2: damn it, Spencer. I, I have one Vanderbilt related thing I would like to share. Okay. Um, my oldest child started kindergarten this year and goes to a school pretty close to Vanderbilt. So the athletics department does a bunch of shit with the school. Like they had women's basketball players there on the first day to like help with you know welcoming kids to school whatever it's all very nice but one of the things they're doing is a reading drive where if you read if your child reads 20 minutes nine times so three hours total and you Mm -hmm. you attest to all of this your child can then get two tickets to the vandy florida game (laughs) (laughs) oh and and Um, i'm just like I'm just like, what is... Guys, oh, If your man. child only reads 10 minutes
1: a day, they get four tickets to the Vanity <laughs>
0: <laughs> They can sell those tickets for like $7. That's that's, that's yes. enough to buy a personal pan us. pizza. So Book
3: It is back. Book It is back. We should just offer... We should offer to buy those from the school children. Yeah. We should say, listen, we will take those on second market. Um, how, what much of a price? I mean, we got to take our cut. So kids, you know, don't try to stiff us. Don't try to, like, short us.
1: Hey, if you're in the Atlanta area, by the way, uh, Junior's Pizza in Summerhill is doing their own Book It program, uh, and you should go check them out because they're fine people who make fine pizza. This is not a paid ad. Uh, I just noticed that they had launched their own
3: Book it program this year. We just like Junior's.
2: Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, atmosphere here, electric, uh, it's Vandy mm-hmm. City through and through. Everybody's just, you know, book your tickets now to the national championship, wherever it is, because...
1: Ryan, are you worried this is going to be confusing for your child who thought the uh, Nashville City flag was the orange one with the T on it? It's good to be confused early on about college football. I yeah. think so. I
0: think mm-hmm. it's a healthy, it's healthy.
1: How do you talk to your child about an undefeated <laughs> Vanderbilt?
0: I think the thing is the the Vanderbilt flag is more of a national thing. Mm. Yeah, not, mm-hmm. that makes sense. It's they it's are not a just military one city force. or one state. Yeah yeah i
3: wanted to also welcome in uh the voice you just heard that would be jason kirk jason um, i haven't asked about how your kennesaw state owls are doing
0: um i don't know i haven't looked it up they uh they played a game all right l- let's find out right now let's find out Once right again, now jason
1: has a healthier relationship to college football than They're all of us
0: yes committed we lost to samford I'm sure we'll beat Cincinnati though. So that'll it'll turn out just fine. <laughs> oh. My team this year is Iowa. Um, and my team last year was Nebraska. So I'm just counting the days till Black Friday when they meet. And the most disgusting thing of the year happens.
1: You're going to go, right? I assume you're going to go.
0: You know, that's sounding better by the way. <laughs> <night. laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Hey, this reminds me. If you missed uh, if you missed Fullcast After Dark on Saturday night, uh, it is now publishing in two different places. It is in its own feed. Uh, full cast after dark it is also apparently as as we learned yesterday publishing in the regular full cast feed um so that's the same episode if you see it uh but there's two different places to grab that now for those of you who complained that pushing a different button to subscribe was hard
2: we can we it. also get it to the new york times the daily feed jane oh. help us out with this there's
0: got to be at least one vox media feed it still populates somehow <laughs> <laughs> mm. Like it's probably still surely still fired up on a fucking. Hey, they're still advertising it seems smart.
3: (laughs) There's somebody who's like, you know what I need are moderate opinions about Uh, lukewarm topics. Well, after a couple weeks
1: they're they're also pretty short on uh on college football content after uh the events of the past couple weeks, so I've heard. So I would I would like a tuna melt that's been left in a car. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah the audio equivalent of that what Put time of year ears.
1: ryan food it might be 40 po- degrees outside idiot F- food poisoning it's 40, 40 degrees c- is food poisoning <laughs> never mind it might You're be never- 20 <laughs> degrees outside idiot frozen tuna melt
0: not celsius 40, 40 degrees celsius <laughs> yeah baby come on <laughs> that, that's like a uh that's burnt right if the, the tuna uh-huh. is on fire yep i don't Please. know Sorry, Dabo, the works. only
1: lord we worship is kelvin
0: Please. <laughs> celsius is fucked up it'd be like oh my god it's so hot it's Thirty degrees, you know. Yeah, I don't it know how those people hot. live with
1: themselves.
2: Kelvin the is a very Kelvin is a very backup quarterback that everybody at Clemson is like, why isn't he playing? Name like Kelvin, that, is, Kelvin Lord. is perfect
3: for that. Kelvin, listen, I can't Kelvin tell Lord. Where, that's I can't the name. tell you right yes. now that Kelvin Lord wasn't an Oklahoma State <laughs> option quarterback, right? <laughs> I really can't. Like, you could be like, yeah, he played for th- two years and he ran for six hundred yards. At you know, he was
2: in- 6'6", 104 pounds, and he was forty eight years old.
1: The thing that I'm sure. really going to miss about the dissolution of the Big Twelve is the spreading across the country of the Big Twelve names, which are such an underrated and unique concept. Like, I'm going to say one thing about Tennessee Tennessee football. I feel better having a kicker named Paxton. That's some big that that sounds like Big Twelve, and that sounds like points to me.
2: That's why Paxton Lynch didn't didn't pan
1: out in the NFL. Wrong. Position. Yeah, he was launching his body. For, he was launching the ball from the wrong limbs. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I feel. Way better if we have somebody named Jax Jackson Jackston,
1: With at least two X's. There's
3: gotta be X's, right? Like I need Was you to Is that check a Mortal
1: Kombat inspired thing?
3: God, I hope so. I hope so many people. Oh, I hope you know, I played Mortal Kombat and I thought, what an entertaining button masher. <laughs> other Luke, people, King, get
1: off that swing set.
3: Other people played it and thought, I wanna know more about this universe and its personalities. Mm-hmm. Something I never thought. Like the yeah. idea of Hey, there's an entire series of actual souls and personalities in this story, and I want to know more. I'm like, wow. And you named your kids
0: after them. Yeah, Shang
1: Shipley out of Westlake. <laughs> Imagine a year.
0: fucking LSU defensive tackle named Goro Babinet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> gore E A U X. Or is it G E A U X R E A U X? Goro. G-apostrophe-R-E-A-U-X. <laughs> so then, you, then you can do the Ted Lasso thing. It's pronounced go-ho. Mm-hmm.
3: Just his parents at some like clinic this. in Kenner going, listen, can you get another pair of arms real cheap on the black market? <laughs> I got a big cooler you can keep him, in. Ain't you no law sew against... him on him. That's a first-rounder. You ever seen a defensive tackle with four arms? Man, what's, scouts could be all what's over What's the that.
0: wingspan on the young man? <laughs> Which, well, pair do, Which pair of wings? Would you add the two wingspans together? <laughs> I think I so. think you'd have to, yeah. Oh. Mike
3: Mayock just losing his <laughs> goddamn <near my laughs> mind. We've sewn two asses onto this defensive tackle. <laughs> oh
1: my god!
2: He's it's got
3: so double m- the motor! He's <laughs> got double bubble. So many bubbles on Goro st- Babano. Two stomachs and five asses? First round! <laughs> ah, shit. We built a cow
0: yeah <laughs> i saw i saw a beast ascending out of the sea with a bubble butt the size of houston
1: you just invented the pontiac aztec shit
3: <laughs> just mike mayock driving through gaffney south carolina going oh, oh, oh. <laughs> now that's
0: a bubble
1: oh. please stop making that noise <laughs>
0: Horny Mike Mayock is a problem. It
1: turns out I don't like it.
3: Yeah. I got to be honest. I'm revolted while doing it. I thought it was football season.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Y'all said you're ready for some football.
1: Can't spell revolted without V-O-L. That's
2: why they ask you, are you ready first?
0: You might not be.
2: Ah. (laughs) It's like a vampire. The Utah Saints gave us several measures to determine.
0: I am not. I am not yet ready for some football. <laughs> if I ever I, Please stick with baseball. It's all yeah, I, I can sw- handle right I now. I swear to
3: God, if I ever meet him or I work in a professional capacity with Mike Mayock, I will keep a peach with me and eat it suggestively in front of him.
1: <laughs> oh, man, that's going to get a lot of juices in your beard.
3: Yeah. yeah he's I'm gonna...
1: sorry I said juice. I upset myself just by saying juices. He's
3: going to have to excuse himself from the room. He'll be Whoa. so distracted. <laughs>
1: No, why is my mouth watering? He's
0: gonna go, leave the room, bring in a table, and bang the table. (laughs) Um, that's now I'm
1: picturing Mike Mayock as a magician, just like pulling props out of his jacket that he can make theatrical booth noises with, like just like pulling a gavel out of a tiny little handkerchief pocket, like a clown scarf.
3: Mm -hmm. We never saw Mike Mayock's emails. I bet they're just all. They're just all that scene. They're from,
1: still ta- The days young.
3: They're just all from that scene from Law and Order where you know it's like, hey, we found twenty four gigs of women's butts on this.
0: <laughs> no athlete Except butts. It, would, it wouldn't be women's butts. It just be like athlete feet. butts, and you yes. can't tell which gender. Just athlete butts.
1: Folks, if you can access Mike Mayock's Dropbox, uh, please email us at thirty eight Godfrey. Anonymity guaranteed.
2: What's this hard drive that just says Combine Cake? What is
1: that? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's an apple ass.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Connor, make the shirt. Connor, make the shirt.
3: We wanted to before we did anything else today, have a moment of cultural exchange because the full cast supports the arts in all of their forms, football just being one of them. Um We're a is what we're saying. Connoisseurs of fine culture across the board. This is going to be a
2: really good episode for people who are like, I want to recommend the full cast to a friend who's never listened to it before. It's
1: the start of college football season.
3: Mm -hmm. Surely
2: they'll talk about that.
3: We did. Surely we'll talk about (laughs) Brian Kelly struggling. No, we have the entire rest of the season to do that. We're going to do that. That's happening. I guarantee you. I'm not going to miss an opportunity. They're like, why would you laugh at a man and his misfortune? I would be like, have you met Brian Kelly?
2: That's what Brian Kelly would do.
3: Let's go ahead and start with, I, I want to say with the Ryan and Holly side of this, because Jason and I have one thing to discuss. Ryan and Holly have another cultural item to discuss. And We promised. We're, we're going to learn today. We're going to teach each other things that we did not know before. Yeah,
1: We, we, we promised this in jest uh, on the timeline this morning, and it turns out a number of you actually want to hear about this. The thing about the drama surrounding Olivia Wilde's directorial debut Don't Worry Darling at the Venice Film Festival is that I found out about the drama from Ryan and Bunky Perkins before I found out about it from either my group text or from film Twitter.
2: So it's not it's not her debut, right? Because Booksmart was
1: her debut, wasn't it? See, I'm learning already because yeah. I forgot about that. Yes, yes. So despite Booksmart, having seen Booksmart,
2: Booksmart was very well received, and is a I think is it is a big reason why this movie has generated a lot
1: of attention leading up to it. Right, right. Well, and also because there was we uh, just to set the background: Olivia Wilde uh, and Jason Sudeikis are getting divorced, and the reason this was in. Our particular zeitgeist is because of the Ted Lasso of it all. And also, we were thinking Olivia Wilde was being just a skosh bit silly because she got served with uh, some form of legal papers pertaining to the divorce at a different film festival and called it an attack to be served at her workplace as though... This is not exactly what process servers do. And this is not the point of having a process server. She acted like her ex came up there and threw these papers at her on stage at a film festival. No, no, babe, have you ever, has she, is she the only person in the Hollywood who's never been on law and order? This is kind of how it works. So she had a fine debut, but listen, going into this, I just want to set everybody's baseline. Olivia Wilde being a little bit silly about her divorce. Um, her boyfriend, for whom she left Jason Sudeikis, is Harry Styles. Yes, that Harry Styles. He is in this next movie. Okay, so Ryan, that that, that is all the information you need heading into last night.
2: Um, okay, so this movie is getting ready to... It already has by the time we're recording this and you've listened to it. It has premiered at the Venice Film Festival. Leading up to it, there is a lot of stress and a lot of drama. Florence Pugh is the star of this film.
1: Florence and, Pugh of *Midsummer* and Black Widow. Uh, if you're wondering where you've heard that name. Florence, and Fighting With My Family. Uh, Florence Pugh Which we'll come back to wrestling in a minute.
2: She has basically decided, like, she's done doing promotional work for this film.
1: Do you want to talk about why? So,
2: I think, I think the simplest way to put it is that she's pissed at Olivia Wilde. And right. there are a variety of reasons why that may or may not be the case. Some of it has to do with the fact that Shia LaBeouf was originally supposed to be playing opposite her. That's the role Harry Styles stepped into after Shia LaBeouf was kicked off the project. So she's not... Yeah.
1: Well, there's... Yeah. And there's there's, uh, there's ancillary drama there. Yes. Because uh, Olivia claimed that she... At one point claimed that she fired... Shia because Shia's got a whole bunch of abuse allegations hanging around him going way back, Um, and but then a video leaked of her begging Shia to stay on the project and calling it quote a wake up call for Miss Flow yeah which I think is where Twitter started to pick up on it yes correct
2: Um, so that's but that has almost nothing to do with what happened in Venice
1: no it's just curtains it's just the curtains surrounding what happened last night so.
3: Venice I'm told by the way the St. Yeah. Petersburg, Florida of northeastern Italy is that yes.
1: the yeah, smell is remarkably
2: similar. Okay. Let's go with that. I'm um, not familiar. So Chris Pine is also in this film. And Chris Pine before last night's premiere has just an amazing set of photographs from various other press they've been doing in Venice leading up to this. He is he looks he looks high in all of them. But that's sort of like dis- disassociated high, where he's sort of just like staring off into space, mm-hmm. um, and he's also having to do a lot of interviews with Harry Styles. Harry Styles is not an actor. No, this is his this is his first film project, and he's the lead opposite Florence Pugh, who's a very talented need, actor.
1: And you need to know a couple of things about Chris Pine. Chris Pine basically started out as a grip in the film industry like he has worked the craft services table he has worked his way up through the film industry since he was a young man he has a degree in english from berkeley like chris pine is real pretty he's not stupid
2: he is he is he is a craftsman
1: right and he is also legendarily one of the like nicest and steadiest and Did a full press tour for both the Wrinkle in Time movies and Horrible Bosses too, with a smile on his face. So it's not like he's not used to this either.
2: So, So Chris Pine has to sit next to Harry Styles while Harry Styles says things like, what I love about acting is that I have no idea what I'm doing.
0: <laughs>
1: there's a clip of Chris Pine. I say that there, about surgery all the time. There's a, clip of, the, there's the a time. clip of the camera that, that that pans to Chris Pine right as Harry Styles says this, and you can actually watch him dissociating yes. in real yes. time. he's, he's you,
2: trying to leave his body as the, quickly the as possible. The tweet
1: that I saw said you can see the screams trying to claw his way out of his throat.
2: Okay, so that's that's all the preface, right? Do you want Holly? Do you want to discuss the incident?
1: Which incident? I uh, so I'm talking about the spitting. Okay, the hmm. spitting to me is almost second. Look, do the go ahead and do the <laughs> spitting because the spitting to me is almost secondary to the other thing that happens. Okay, this,
3: okay. By the way, I'm just going to say. The spitting, by like, the
1: way, is where this crosses over into college football Twitter yes. because all of this starts unfolding as we're watching Clemson Georgia Tech. And my yeah. first awareness watching. of this is seeing Bunky Perkins tweet in all caps, whip his ass, Chris Pine. And I was like, <laughs> Chris Pine is in the Georgia Dome?
3: The, the king of Tulsa was the one who broke <laughs> the deuce.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Ryan, you do the spitting and then I will take over for the Florence of it all. Okay. Okay. So... So Olivia Wilde,
2: here's the scene. Olivia Wilde and Chris Pine are already seated in the theater as they, I think are introducing the various members of the cast as they go to their seats. And they've already done these two and they introduce Harry Styles for context. Harry Styles is wearing like the most comically large collar you've ever Mm -hmm. seen on
1: a, on a shirt. He looks like a small child who was dressing as Prince for Halloween. Yes.
2: Uh, one side of the collar is tucked into, I think he's wearing a vest. One side is not. It looks, it looks insane. But he's been wearing this the whole time. It's not like a new outfit. And as he goes to take his seat next to Chris Pine, who's sort of just like applauding politely, not particularly notable one direction or the other, <laughs> he appears, Harry Styles appears to spit on Chris Pine. And Chris Pine reacts in such a way where he pauses, he stops clapping. He looks down on onto like his shirt or arm as if to as if like I just got spit on. And he sort of just like smiles, but it's that smile that sort of just like I know I can't do anything right now. I know that professionalism and the event we're at right now requires me to be cool. And Harry Styles takes a seat and doesn't really make eye contact with Chris Pine, just sort of like looks at Olivia Wilde and gives her like a weird, silly nod. And now, now everyone's just like, did Harry Styles just fucking spit on Chris Pine? And Chris Pine, by the way, about?
1: proceeds to put his sunglasses on for the movie yes. and yes. hopefully take a nice nap. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. And then after the credits roll, uh, Florence Pugh, who we'll will we'll come back to in a second, I think walks out during the applause of the movie, and Harry Styles, who I am not going to get into the whole discussion of Harry Styles and queer baiting. Uh, that is that is left to the, uh, I'm going to leave that to uh, more to capable. the community that it <laughs> yeah. originated from. Mm-hmm. But grabbing Nick Kroll by the face and kissing him on the mouth um, uh, is is probably not going to make that discussion that discussion go away.
3: I would defend him on one route. He really should be kissed on the mouth. Everyone
1: should kiss Nick. Kroll, <laughs> he should be true. kissed on
3: the mouth repeatedly yeah. for the Philadelphia pawn shop skit.
1: <laughs> Pennsylvania. The Pennsylvania skit. Yeah.
3: That is, that is one of the finest yeah. things produced in like the last 20 years. I would totally yeah. give him tongue for that.
1: Yeah. Um, to a, to a, a large extent, I would agree with those who think that that Harry Styles' exploration of gender roles in fashion has felt weirdly capitalistic. But you know, he's got a body and he looks pretty on the cover of Vogue. Sure. I think he should probably stay there and not try and, and like
2: pop pop stars do this. Yeah, pop stars, pop stars, stars do,
1: do this. So anyway, this this bit of video has been Zapruder to death. It's not yes. super clear from the video whether or not Chris Pine has actually been spit on, but all of that takes a backseat for me to. Return to Florence, who after after all this drama, after the Miss Flow video leaked, Olivia Wilde told the press that Florence Pugh was not going to be at the Venice premiere due to scheduling conflicts. Florence shows up 10 minutes into the press conference in purple Valentino shorty pajamas with an Aperol spritz in her hand. And was like I'm here and meanwhile her stylist is posting all these pictures of her outfits all captioned Miss Flow." Mm-hmm. she shows up at the red carpet in I think another Valentino this stunning walkthrough black tool with silver spangles and this is this is the best part of this for me and this is also where you can tell the lines in the cast are drawn Chris Pine and Nick Kroll pull out disposable cameras and start taking fake paparazzi photos of her on the red carpet like they're her dad and she's going to prom and it's the mm-hmm. cutest fucking Thing ever, um, and Gemma Chan is also appearing in this movie. By the way, and she's kind of standing with them. So I think if you're drawing lines, you put her with that group. But also, Gemma Chan is the most beautiful woman in the world, and also all she has to do is just like stand there to get noticed. So if she plays a part in this drama, we are not aware of it. She's just a very beautiful backdrop um, at this point. But. For Florence to like just show up and swan in after they they said she wasn't going to be there doing the scheduling context and steal the entire red carpet, um, yeah, there there's a that was a bigger win that that was a bigger win than anything I saw on a football field this weekend. So <clears throat> possible ex- Florence is the Anthony Richardson of this whole scenario, is mm. what I'm trying to get at.
2: So I think the cherry on top of this entire Sunday, mm. this movie is not good.
1: All reports are that this movie is not very good. But I will say my interest in it has spiked at this time and not for good reasons. Like, like this.
2: I don't think it's like a, Oh, this is a horribly bad film, but it's not. It's, it's by no means like, Mm -mm. Oh wow. This is like a real feat and you got to see Harry Styles in this shit. Mm -mm. Would the
0: movie have been good if it had been Jason Sudeikis instead of Harry Styles.
2: Probably. I think it would have been better. Like I have seen somebody, some, I think, I think Luke Zimmerman uh, tweeted about this. I think some reviews have trying to be charitable compared Harry Styles as an actor to, like, Elvis in his early acting <laughs> oh. days. Oh, no. And that's it's like, that's not, that's not
1: that's good. Wait, are they comparing him to Elvis or are they comparing him to Austin Butler? Because both are bad, but one is worse. No,
2: I think it's Elvis.
1: Okay. I'm pretty
3: okay. sure so it's Elvis. You have to understand... That is not the diss it could be because they could be comparing him to Elvis in his later movies when he's like a good 20, 25 pounds heavier, kind of mm-hmm. sweaty from all the pills, and clearly just reading off cue cards like yeah, "I would like to go to a clam bake," oh. you know, like that's
1: <laughs> Rockahula Harry. Anyway, I'm excited for One Direction. Anyway, so of course this this invokes. I saw. I saw someone today. This morning, the first thing I saw about this morning was somebody saying it's exciting for white people to finally get their solange in the elevator moment. And this is basically <laughs> what that is.
2: This is. I I would like to I would like to address one one explanation that has been floated that I think is plainly false for mm. the spitting specifically mm-hmm. the florence the florence shit. Like I think that's pretty clear at this point. Mm-hmm. S- I have heard some people suggest that like, well, maybe this is like a fun dudes rock thing that Chris Pine and Harry Styles do. Like they spit on one another and it's Mm. like a fun goof. Who said that? I've seen several. Like it's ball tapping? Yes. I've seen several people float that maybe this is like an inside goof between the two of them. And I will, listen, I will grant you that men are very stupid. And the idea that there could, that there are two male friends out there who their joke is they spit on one another. A hundred percent. Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. But
1: spit in my mouth. It'll be fun. But, yes.
2: Th- That's
0: that it, called, like, a, it's called, it's baby called a
2: fraternity. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's baby. Birding. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think if that were the case, the representatives for Harry Styles would have come out and said yes. that immediately. It has been mm-hmm. a good, what? 14 hours since this happened. And, and they have, like, if that was the case, they would have come out and said so by now.
1: This is another thing that I saw pointed out. Like, for being such an immensely famous person, Harry Styles PR reps seem weirdly unprepared and flat-footed for all of this.
2: Well, it's because, like, this press tour has shown us that, we like, Harry Styles speaking uh, extemporaneously <laughs> is a very bad idea. <laughs> Bad all of, bad for whom? All of the clips are him just saying, like, it really felt like we were making a movie. And like they a keep movie putting him movie.
1: next to Chris Pine, who is so clearly in hell. <laughs> Matt Zollersites, who is one of the soberer film critics I know, said getting Chris Pine to turn on you is like having Elmo hate you.
2: What, what I love about this is that if you take everyone involved and look at them, I don't know, six months ago. Mm hmm. Like by and large, yes. Olivia Wilde was, I guess, somewhat divisive, but I think, like, by you know, I don't think she had like a terrible. We thought,
1: like, uh, uh, we thought she was being a bit silly about yes, about but, the divorce. Like, divorce makes but, cr- people do crazy things, but that was it.
2: But people liked Booksmart, and people she were made
0: like, oh, Booksmart. Like... She's good with me, right? Yeah, she's yeah, fine.
1: Yeah. Uh, Florence Pugh
2: remains unassailable, mm-hmm. and ever like Harry Styles. I think by and large was like. I don't think had really a negative impact on the cultural consciousness.
1: No, there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of, uh, a lot of discussion in various queer communities about like, uh, about whether he is, uh, listen, you can read smarter people than me on this about, about the fashion choices he's making and and what he's signaling and, and uh, whether he, uh, whether he is actually, uh, you know, journeying through his gender identity or just saying, Oh, look what this button does. Right. right. Uh, and but, you can read much smarter people than us on that. But yes, to your point, your point but, is correct.
2: But even that had not approached. Oh, Harry Styles is a dude who spits on people because he's mad at them. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I, hairstyles, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I would like to audition for the lucrative role of being his PR person and state mm-hmm. that this is a cultural issue. You also, don't you could carry that... him
1: around like a backpack.
3: I could, yeah. I would so be this is... like,
0: like you don't understand. English people spit on each other as a sign of respect. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's 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 right. I want somebody. I want to make that argument, and then when I have an English person do it, I'll be like, how am I more familiar with your culture than you?
0: I think it's you who needs to do some work. That's what One Direction
2: that. meant. It's I hawk a loogie out of my mouth. One Direction you. into the wind. That's I mean, right. there's
0: got to be somewhere in the world where people spit each other's sound of respect. And the British Museum means anywhere in the world is English culture. Really. I mean, you used to spit Thank on you. your handshake
1: yeah. to to seal a deal, right? That's true. That's true. That's right. I you spit, spit you on thing? you
3: to seal the deal of friendship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, See. So.
2: Makes you think. So yeah. Just. Just. So. This now is that, oh, it, I, This is what I was gonna say. Sorry, I yeah, got yeah. lost there for a second. I, mean, I, I don't, don't blame want. You. I don't want to. I, I don't want to have a big argument about like the marvelification of movies and whether that's good or bad. Like all I want to say no. is this: I do think the marvelification of the film industry has robbed us of more stories like this. Like mm-hmm. Marvel movies are so. <laughs> like the most, the closest you get to this is. Um, What's his name with the hat? Who was Rhodey in the first Iron Man and then wasn't anymore?
0: Uh, oh, 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 right, right. Terran-
2: you refer to Terrence Howard as what's his name with
0: the hat? Terrence I believe you're referring to the esoteric mathematician. <laughs> yeah. that's right. Yeah, I think you. That's right. A man right.
3: with bold theories, <laughs> introducing right. new concepts that we're not ready for. That's
2: right. You know. Like that, and maybe like the Edward Norton Hulk thing, both of which are very early in the MCU. Man, history. Like,
1: can you imagine if we'd had Twitter when Edward Norton? was like telling John Hurt that he'd had better coffee when he was living in a favela in Brazil <laughs> learning the craft
2: like mm-hmm. like the the Marvel movies you call this a quarry. The Marvel movies are very good about like the stories coming out of these are going to be positive, and like we want everyone mm-hmm. to believe that the Avengers are friends, and like mm-hmm. there's no there's no hint of like disagreement or discord or whatever and I, I that's what we need more of we need more we need more independent films. Where Harry Styles spits on somebody who's been working and acting for the last thirty-five years of his life.
3: <sighs> were, were you, were
1: you, also, again, do you know how you have to? Do you know what an angel you have to be to look like Chris Pine and still have everybody like you?
3: Mm-hmm. It's very dangerous, by the way, to develop parasocial friendships. We realize this that these are not people we know. However, I want to state that I think I'm being pretty moderate when I say that I would die for Chris Pine because he almost died to secure the family ranch for his kids. Right, and lost his brother in a shootout with the police in Western Texas. So I'm completely on his side. I, um, in Hell or
1: High Water, the movie <laughs> is what you.
3: You know, if you feel like that's necessary to add, oh, sure. Okay, okay. You know, okay. I'm not going to tell you to believe okay. anything other than what you want to believe.
0: I'm pretty sure I had seen almost all of this, but I never would have guessed this was all the same movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have thought this is like seven movies that are none of my business yep
2: yep yep. Nope.
0: it's just it's, all one, it's movie. one movie that's none it, of my business
2: it's just all one movie that I don't yeah. think I'm, most of us will go see
0: that's impressive it's 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 typically bad when when you the um the publication of your movie has more plot than the yes. movie like uh-huh. the making of okay then you do a documentary on it like with apocalypse right. now but like the PR campaign shouldn't should <laughs> not shouldn't generate this much This content. is well
2: this is why I love the Michael Mann uh, Miami Vice movie because that is, it's not the same level as this but like man everybody who talks about that movie now is like that was a dark time mm-hmm. for all of us
1: When Jamie, <laughs> w- when Jamie Foxx like left the set for 3 months or something and they
2: rewrote the ending to the film they yeah. had to re they had to change the entire third act because Jamie Foxx was like I'm not going back
3: It's dangerous and it kind of was. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. If you read why Jamie Foxx left that movie. Oh,
1: there were legitimate safety concerns.
3: Like kidnappings.
1: Yeah. muggings in, yeah. in,
3: in foreign cities. And of course, that Colin
1: Farrell is just like, huh? <laughs> to give you an Col-
3: idea of what Colin Farrell's well, like, filming. are the
1: kidnappers hot? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Colin Farrell like, doesn't remember filming big chunks of this, right? I don't think so no. He doesn't.
3: He went to rehab right after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was. I
1: I would like. We can say this. We're all friends here. Colin Farrell made the only celebrity sex tape worth watching.
2: I would like. He's a hero. I I would like to shout. I would like to give shouts to Michael Mann for being born in Chicago, going to Wisconsin and the London Film School for school, and then almost entirely thereafter, he's like every film I do is set in L.A. Miami, (laughs) like four places only. I'm not doing any cold movies. Fuck you. The thing sucked because it's cold. (laughs) That's
3: right. (laughs) Uh, Would you be interested in doing this movie we
0: have about Stalingrad? No. Santa Claus. No. I will give you humid Stalingrad. (laughs) Yeah, We're going to do hot Stalingrad.
2: The best movie is Weekend at Bernie's, but it needs more shootouts. Stalingrad.
3: He's not wrong
0: about that. I got nothing. We're going to do the sexy battle of the bulge.
2: (laughs) Hey, Wisconsin native, what's your most famous movie? Heat. It's called Heat. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever heard the legend of Good Game Tim? He was a boy during the Great Depression, and to make money, he'd travel to cities and towns with a simple offer. For a dollar, you could challenge him to any game you chose. And if you won, he'd give you $20. Now, Tim could make such an enticing offer because this kid was an absolute whiz at games of all sorts. It could be a child's game like Hopscotch or Hide and Seek, or it could be an adult game like Poker or Backgammon. Tim would always walk away victorious. And they called him Good Game Tim, not just because he was so successful, but because he was a real sportsman about it. Tim never gloated, even as he won game after game after game. But one day, the rich owner of a local concert hall took Tim to his venue and challenged him to a new contest. My boy, he bellowed. I'll bet you can't pick the cheapest seat in this fine hall. And true enough, Tim was stumped. How was a child supposed to take the guesswork out of buying tickets or guarantee the lowest price to an event? Tim handed the concert hall owner $20 and disappeared. For decades, until he re-emerged triumphantly as an app and website, GameTime.co. Now, Tim, who accidentally added an E to his name when registering, can offer you last-minute ticket deals to NBA playoff games, baseball, concerts, and more.
1: So the only downside of spending the entire second half and all of today leading up to the recording of this show looking up drama from the Venice Film Festival and following the stylists of everyone involved on Instagram is that I only have the vaguest concept of what is happening in AEW. And I am wondering if Jason and Spencer can get us caught up on that because all I am aware of at the moment is that something has happened.
2: Can I ask? Can I ask a leading, a somewhat leading question? Heading yes. this, is the story you're about to tell have anything to do with? Is it Tony Khan or Tony Khan's son who is very, very mad?
0: Yes, the uh, the Jaguars family okay. involved. <laughs>
1: okay. Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> so
0: we have we have we have
3: multiple football connections. Okay. The first okay. being that AEW does not exist without Shad Khan, who is the father of Tony Khan, the Blake Bortles,
1: Khan. the father of, of all elite wrestling.
3: All three the, of those the, sound
0: like wrestle names. It yeah. doesn't exist wrestle without names. the Khan bumper. Monopoly, I believe it is. There's some like it's some car yeah. thing. Yes, it's some car okay. part that every one of them is made by the owner of the Jaguars, and that's why he owns the Jaguars, and that's why there are two wrestling companies on national TV.
3: So naturally, okay. so naturally, you know, he heard there was another business that involved bumps and went right into it.
0: Mm-hmm. So um, CM Punk, do y'all know who that is? Yes. Mm-hmm. The straight-edge wrestler from Chicago the, the, who the looks... M-
2: the MMA failure. <laughs>
0: the, the, hot, uh, oh, no, the hottest oh, dad in recording. history. The hot Owen 2 MMA guy who looks yes. more and more like Aaron Rodgers <laughs> by the day of the Oh, every man. Every I, thought we liked,
1: I thought we liked him, though.
0: Oh, well, sometimes we like Aaron Rodgers. Eh, sometimes enough. we don't, okay? And I think the, they're for very similar reasons, right? Uh, extremely yeah. talented, super exciting. Uh, you, you listen every time they talk for better or for worse. And mm-hmm. gosh, they seem to burn a lot of bridges. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah, the kind so of people I, who I, have been given all of the talent in the world and... <clears throat> none of the negotiating points. If you're creating oh. the Aaron Rodgers slash CM Punk archetype at home in your personal D&D game of life. Sure, we all are. Charisma, max. Uh, negotiating skills,
0: zero. No they points lot They
2: feel like Baldwin brothers in some ways. They
0: really might be. <laughs> yes. Um I think the story has to begin about ten years ago, <laughs> um, for two reasons. All right, this is wrestling, brother, long term yes, booking. Yes. Two reasons. One, oh, yeah. Lord. Is Man, CM Punk we, we had sort of a sidekick, underling guy coming up in the indies named Colt Cabana, who, mm-hmm. uh, who has he's a like a comedy podcast. wrestler. He has a he has one. He had one of the first big wrestling podcasts. Yeah, um, he he's, he's pretty full cast in a lot of ways. Like he just yeah. did his own thing and he made his own career out of he he. You know, he didn't work for wwe he was never a big guy as an actual wrestler he just sort of um did his own merch and taught a lot of other indie wrestlers how to do it he's like actually super influential even though most people don't know who he is they had a falling out that um the public has only ever gotten punk side of the story and the public has gotten a fuckload of punk side of the story Mm -hmm. he has bitched about this guy for a full decade now um it's some financial thing it's some more money thing. Like no one, asking, like to Punk pay was them. allegedly supporting him, and yeah. no one knows until until a couple days ago we found out a bit more. Holly,
1: um, quick question: When you say he has bitched about it for more than a decade, is this a within wrestling context or is this like a outside of wrestling to the media context or both?
0: The former, until it became the later. Um, he's okay. done it on he's done it on like uh, out of character podcasts and stuff like that. Um, and for a while, it, you know, it was sort of like, wow, he must have a legit gripe. No one would air out a former friend like this. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. All right. Uh, and meanwhile, <laughs> a professional about a decade wrestler ago, with
3: a vocal beef that doesn't make sense.
0: No. <laughs> yeah, and you don't know whether it's real or not. So yeah. uh, around uh-huh. around sort of the same time, he was becoming, Punk was becoming the biggest deal in WWE, feuding with uh, Cena. Um, there was, you know, he was angling for a WrestleMania main event spot. That's like his lifelong dream. Um, he was the champ for a while. He had one of the biggest moments when he took the title belt out into the crowd at Chicago, a Chicago PPV and quote fingers left. He had a, uh, the most famous wrestling promo probably of the millennium, the pipe bomb promo when he sat down crisscross at the top of the ramp and just aired out Vince McMahon. Um, yeah.
3: Yeah, which, he had which, permission
0: to do it because Mr. McMahon likes money and attention, but uh-huh. he aired the show the fuck out. Yeah, so um,
3: uh, maybe maybe this may be a theme here, which is the shoot that is a work, the work that is a shoot, the live between.
0: That we do not know.
1: Okay, yes. that was that was my... Okay, that was my confusion. Yeah. Yeah. With you.
0: Punk at all times, he's saying exactly what the fuck he means, and he's doing it, quote fingers, in character, which okay. has become more and more fashionable for a lot of wrestlers. Um, And, and like... Other, during his time in WWE, other wrestlers do the same. Triple H, who is now in charge of WWE, told Punk, like, straight up, you, are, you, you present yourself as the voice of the voiceless. You think you're the hero of everyone. You're the lone truth teller. You're exactly like me. You're a scumbag who climbs over anyone to get ahead. Game recognized game, right? Um, Punk leaves WWE very furious. Uh, he had some extremely legit gripes. Some injury stuff. Um, there was, like, very personal beef with Vince McMahon. Like, it got shitty and bad. And, like, he was he was right to leave, and he was right to talk his shit. At the same time, he's talking shit about like his former friend Cole Cabana. So he's away for years and years and years. Um, AEW starts up, uh, and it's like wrestler operated, right? Like the um, it's it's not just it's the, a jaguars, co-op. the jaguar, the yeah. jaguar kind of the jaguars yeah. guy is pumping in the money, but you have Kenny Omega, who's like one of the greatest wrestlers ever, coming home from Japan to help start this thing. The Young Bucks, one of the biggest like yeah. indie tag team, coming home. Cody Rhodes, son of. Our guy Dusty Rhodes leaving WWE and bouncing around the Indies and helping start this thing. So like, it's very, there's a lot of and Hangman Page is the other. And very when, and when thing. you yeah. say
2: wrestler operated, you mean like the creative decision making. This for a long of, time. They like, get a. Yeah. They the they plan, a plan from,
0: was they get a. The plan was the Bucks run the tag team division while also being the biggest star tag team, which could be awkward, but they're the biggest yeah. star tag Cause, team.
2: Because because right. my rec my I I'm not a huge wrestling person, but I feel like the biggest complaint people have had from for WWE for the last I don't know 15 years is like. Vince controls all the writing And all of it sucks Like everyone hates All the storylines Oh Vince yes. Goes yes. Towards, yes Except yes. there's there's one Maybe it's Raw Or something else Where it's like He doesn't <laughs> control that That's the one everybody likes
0: No no It was NXT it was a, Which yeah. is mm, relevant okay. here okay. Because that was The Wednesday night show It was okay. WWE's yes. number three show It was their minor yes. league show
2: And he like Didn't fuck with that right
0: He left it alone It was Triple H's gig And everyone was like Shh Don't tell Vince <laughs> The show is awesome And like <laughs> yeah. a lot of the stars Right now are, Like Becky Lynch Is the biggest women's star Sasha Banks They're Triple H trying to get her back. Like, the biggest stars in women's wrestling came from NXT. Came
2: up through there, okay.
0: NXT, like, established women's wrestling as a thing, like, people were finally allowed to love, right? Like, it, it showed how awesome it had always been and just let it be itself. Um, So, Wednesday night is also when AEW decided to put its first, uh, its TV show, right? It's it's one big show. So, its big show is going up against WWE's littlest show. And to the deep embarrassment of Vince McMahon, it starts beating WWE's minor league show Triple H gets in trouble For this uh, Gets more <laughs> or less fired yeah. <laughs> They uh <How laughs> Get rid of all the NXT wrestlers Who aren't mega stars. Like it, it, Vince just Burns everything down He's an insane person um, And uh, it's It's great for the world He has uh, fewer responsibilities Like it's just legit. It's not just good For wrestling reasons But it is it, it is good for the world When fewer people Have to listen to that guy That is um, For every imaginable reason um, So AEW is gaining popularity And it looks like The stable place to work Right like, before Vince leaves. Um, wrestlers jumping ship constantly. Like, big stars. Daniel Bryan. Um, like, like huge, like, legit stars and underappreciated guys like Cesaro are jumping from WWE to, uh, to AEW. Um, and then they pull their, somewhere in here, they pull their biggest coup of all. They bring CM Punk out of retirement after, for seven years, crowds have been chanting for this guy. Crowds have voiced their displeasure with literally every wrestling thing by just chanting CM Punk's name. He shows up. <laughs> Everyone probably saw it. It was this. It was the biggest moment in AEW history. They like their rating was enormous that night. Um, it was perfect, and he's like beaming and happy, which I had never seen in my nah, life. I've never <laughs> he's, seen like, that dude. Thrilled style. to be there, and he's putting over everyone. He's putting over their women's, cha- putting over wrestling term for uh, in speech praising, making sound cool. Um, like and he's being like perfect coworker, and like he's going to mentor. He's going to put over all the young guys and all this. Stuff. Everything's great and wonderful. So. <laughs> <laughs> what about that, little well, hints of beef start trickling out, right? He, like, there, there's a few guys who want more money, and there's like gripes about this and that. You know, whatever. It's it's a it's show business, and they're all making a lot of money and moving a lot of merch, and whatever. Um, a he was uh, one of Punk's most recent feuds was, was with Hangman Page, who was AEW's like uh, main character for like a the year. Anxious, the anxious, the anxious
3: millennial cowboy
0: who is this the one yes. you said
1: was my high school boyfriend. Yes, he's okay. well,
3: no, that's that's several of them. <laughs> Shit, um, dude! <laughs> that's Darby <laughs> Allen. That, that, that is Darby Allen, right? The guy who's Darby, like, I'll kick Darby you, Allen, I'll the kick skinny goth boy who will
0: jump off of anything. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We all went to high who's school the, with several who's wrestlers. Who's affected?
2: One who vaguely looks like Grant Brisby.
0: Orange Cassidy. <laughs> uh, that, yes. Thank Orange you for Cassidy, taking the guy less who,
1: than a quarter of a second to answer them.
0: The guy who wrestles with his hands in his jeans.
1: <laughs> yes, that one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Not like that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, Hang- <laughs> H- Hangman Page is like he's 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 this beloved guy. He'll he'll throw back a beer, but not in a stone cold kind of way. Very like crowd friendly, and he's like encouraging and empathetic. And he's like he's kind of the nice guy among these scumbag friends. Yeah, like the young bucks through- are these assholes. But
3: yeah, Jason, he went through a uh, just to let everyone know went through one of my favorite wrestling story arcs uh, in recent history, which was an entire arc that centered on his lack of self esteem. And on wrestlers coming together and being very supportive and loving. It was a rare moment of deeply non-toxic masculinity where he finally did overcome and become a champion. (laughs) It was both funny in the sense that it was very over the top, but at the same time, kind of heartrending because it was so genuine.
0: It was awesome. And you said uh, a rare moment of non-toxic masculinity. Well, rare indeed. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Because, uh, so Hangman and Punk are feuding. That makes total sense. Two of the biggest names. Um, and Hangman cuts a promo on Punk where he says, you know, you, you, blah, 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 you are not the guy you say you are. You say a lot about workers' rights, but then you do what you've been doing around here. No one really knows what it means. It's kind of a throwaway line. And both these guys are like big on like uh, Hangman tweeted Happy Labor Day the other day. Hangman's mm-hmm. talked yeah. shit about Jeff Bezos. Like Hangman is le- is legit borderline socialist, very online leftist kind of guy. And yes. Punk is very old school punk kind of guy, right? So like mm-hmm. calling out your cred on this, that's 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 big, right? Yeah. Um, and Punk didn't say anything at the time, right? They had their match. Uh, punk has, Punk has the belt. Blah blah blah. He comes out months later. Punk does when Hangman isn't even there at the building. And he cuts a, 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 a apparently unplanned promo against Hangman, who is not in the building. He says, if you want to come down here and apologize for what you said in public, do it right now. Hangman's music doesn't hit. Hangman looks like a huge coward. He's a mm-hmm. good guy. He's supposed to come down and defend himself. He didn't, because he couldn't, because it was totally unfair, cheap <laughs> shot by Punk to do that. Yeah. And everyone's you know, like, why the fuck is he so mad?
2: This is like waiting till somebody's like, hey, I'm going to the beach. Won't have cell service. And then yeah. two hours later, being like, "Beat <laughs> me, me in Temecula, coward.
0: Maybe yeah, five yeah. minutes, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is. So, this is, um, by the
3: way, when when Jason and I discuss wrestlers and say that like a guy does something really crappy and the announcers
0: are like, "What cunning! What a genius wrestler!" This is <laughs> definitely an example of that. So, like, everyone's like, "Why is?" Punk's so randomly mad at this dude he beat months ago right and it, it sort of trickles out that like he's mad about that specific line well why and then the rumor continues trickling that that guy colt cabana that comedy wrestler that he had beef with a decade ago that guy was a very very minor minor bottom rung underling at aew when punk came in cabana just so happened to get kicked down to ring of honor essentially aew's minor league no longer on aew tv so cabana's pretty beloved backstage guys like hangman uh, apparently are like leaping to his defense against this superstar newcomer who's coming in and knocking everything over and talking shit um and it starts to be you know, people start to remember like god punk was really an asshole like 10 years ago in wwe and everybody was so mm-hmm. happy he was gone and he like lost all his friends and like He seems really nice now, but I don't know, maybe he's not. If even fucking Hangman Page is mad at you, maybe you're a legit asshole. Um... And so, uh, at the most recent pay per view Sunday night during um, LSU FSU, uh, just just to, just to mention, this is happening in football timeline. Just to orient it um, in time, yes. Probably uh, it's probably uh, twenty six hours before Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine. Um, <laughs> Punk, <laughs> Punk beats John Moxley, who's kind of the straight shooting, stone cold type of AEW, for the title. Um, just wins the title back outright, and then in his in the presser afterward, he sits down next to. Tony Khan, son of the Jaguars <laughs> owner, the boss of the company who looks like four years old next to Steve Punk. Year,
3: he does look four years old.
0: Punk sits down, starts popping over sodas, not beers. He's straight edge sodas. Mm. Uh, and the first guy wants to talk about, I think about a, a, a villain character who had returned after the match or whatever, just like storyline stuff. And Punk, Punk cuts him off, points out that the guy is a friend of Colt Cabana, this comedy wrestler from 10 years ago, and says, "You need to, if you're a real journalist, you would have divulged that. And then spends uh-huh. most of 20 minutes talking shit about Colt Cabana's finances, calling him out for, like, sharing a bank account with his mother as if there's anything wrong with that. Um, what? Calling out Hangman by name, accusing all the other big bosses of airing him out to the media, which might be true. They sure. might have been talking yeah. shit about Punk to the media because they're jealous of him or whatever. And, like, yeah, that's scumbag shit. If you're, you know, kind of the co-boss of a company, Punk has a point there. But he's also being a gigantic asshole about it. Because he's CM Punk. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> right or wrong, he will be an asshole about it. And he just goes on and on and on and on and on. It's it's 22 minutes of him airing gripes that the public either doesn't know about or is finding about right then and there or mm-hmm. had thought he forgot about it. Oh, my God. Choice cuts, all...
3: <gasps> choice cuts <laughs> include telling everyone that there were three EVPs at the company. Um, I believe executive vice producers is that mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. the likely- company.
0: That's Bucks, Omega, and Page.
3: Right, right. The three guys who are working as EVPs at the company, who he said, and I quote, could not manage a target. Now, I want to say that this is an that's asshole. Hard.
2: Tar- we yeah, stand that's hard. Target I was managers. Gonna say. Y'all. This is it's an asshole. If, you, say. if, you've, been, if you've been to a crummy target, yeah. you yeah. know the ones that have it on lockdown are doing a good fucking job. And this is uh-huh.
0: CM Punk, man of the fucking people, running down target managers. Yeah. Exactly, like that to me is the shittiest part
3: of it. That you would assume that running a target was something that did not require a significant amount of skill.
2: I couldn't run a target.
0: <laughs> I re- no, I, I couldn't. My fire. And, no, no. Uh, so he's sitting there uh, next to Tony Khan, who, uh, again, I want to stress, is wildly overwhelmed by. He's sitting by, arguably the greatest talker in pro wrestling history. This, mm-hmm. I'm going to call him a kid. He's his boss. He's supposed to get him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> he has yeah. no chance of doing this. Every time he utters anything, Punk throws up a hand and the guy like br- 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 <laughs> clams up, sweating, shuddering, eyes flashing around somebody, do something. Throws like up he a hand like fucking... in his face? Uh, no, oh, just no, to like the, just to the side dismissively. There's literally a bad. moment okay. where Punk is rambling about how everyone should listen to him. And he said, I'm trying to run a business here. He's not in charge! The guy next to him is in charge, and the wrestlers he's mad at are also in charge. Punk is just some guy who showed up claiming he's running the company, and the guy actually running the company is uh, about to cry. Um, (laughs) So then, during this, a security guard goes running past. No one thinks anything of it.
1: It's
2: Harry uh-huh. Styles. He's in the building. <laughs> the security guard might, might
0: be going to see Harry Styles. Uh, Listen, I'm that so security glad guard. we're doing
1: this. There's no way I could have held both these events in my head at one time. No. That yeah.
0: security guard is probably doing a whole lot of running around because uh, it emerged this morning, two days later, that uh, Punk and his trainer, a guy named Ace Steel, who had just emerged as an on-TV character, um, that the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega had gone into Punk's dressing room. An altercation started. There were fists thrown. There was a real-life folding chair shot. Somebody yes!
2: Wow. Yes! Yeah, no! With <laughs> a folding
0: chair for real. It happens. They're dangerous. Wrestling has been trying to warn you for decades. Oh, my God. I think it was one of the young bucks who got chaired.
2: I wanna, there I were wanna,
0: reports that I Ace, Steel, Ace Steel, this, tra- I'll, uh, w- w- once, ahead, this ahead, detail is ahead. very important. Ace Steel, this guy who just got landed an incredible gig. He's an on-TV character with AEW. A week ago. What is he doing one week in, according to reports? He bit, during this fight, bit (laughs) Kenny fucking Omega.
2: No! (laughs) One of the world's Ah! biggest
0: wrestling stars. The single guy, most arguably actually in charge of this company. Like, universally beloved. Yeah! Yeah, yeah, Five-star matches. He's got what zillions the fuck? of them. Punk, Quiet uh, quitting is The new trend <laughs> is
1: unexpected biting. <laughs> <laughs> Bitten quitting.
0: <Quintin>. <laughs> and a this is Punk's like, only continents. Punk has like four friends in this company. What? And this is yeah. one of them. Who should be like mega turbo fired <laughs> if this is true. Yeah. So, yes, Ryan, go ahead.
2: Uh, what I was ga- this is a complete digression. I'll make it quick. It occurred to me at the end of the LSU Florida State game that after neutral site games, we should have set up. Right outside uh, one of the exits, a sort of cordoned off area that has like stage glass and breakaway furniture. And we should corral the losing (laughs) fans into there and let them know like, hey, this is all their cameras on. This is all televised. But go fucking ham, like hit each Mm -hmm. other with these these stage bottles. Just go go nuts. I, I think the word but
0: there is like, no, it should be and like, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pe- people will see what you perform here. Too. Also, someone's bringing a real bottle in, you know, that's going to, Oh, right? it's LSU.
1: Yeah. Also, it's a bouncy castle. It's really? a big so, bouncy castle. Mm-hmm.
0: Like y'all were saying about the movie drama, like the Marvelization, Ryan, where like m- movie PR things these days are so cryptid and safe and corporate. Well, like the, the knock against WWE for about 20 years after the time, WCW, which uh, was, was, was a fucking, um, uh, madhouse in the nineties after WCW, CW went away. WWE was one um, deeply strange person's extremely buttoned-down in very strange ways vision. No one talked out a turn unless they're CM Punk and then they disappear. Right? Like everyone ran every single syllable past, past Vince McMahon, no matter how stupid those syllables were. <laughs> once he translated them through his eighty-year-old sense of humor, yeah. um, it was top-down authoritarianism. But at a time like this, you, you can see. Yeah. You, you should, you, there's a use for a little bit of that. Um, because, like, this shit would have never flown in uh, WWE. If Triple H is in charge, he would have picked mm-hmm. up CM Punk and thrown him for this shit. We're like, talking
1: about a, a Greg Sankey versus Mike Slive situation here.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> Emotionally. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, so this is your, um, your old school movie pr run where like i'm pretty sure all of this hate is real
2: so what is the context in which i think it's punk goes on this rant about like i'm old and my back hurts yes. and i got kids what is yeah, that about? yeah <laughs> i work with i work so with he's fucking out of kids. shape
0: like i mean <laughs> right. he's in good shape he looks good he can you yeah. know he can do the job or whatever but compared to wrestlers he is out of shape if he yeah. were to try to wrestle daniel bryan he's he like be what 40, crying in five 45
2: minutes. or something probably yeah
0: yeah. yeah, and he's not fortified by cigarettes or anything, right? Like, his yeah,
3: p- <laughs> C- cigarettes and steroids have missed him,
0: so he yeah. has to actually experience. And the he's pain. had a ton of injuries, to be fair. Yeah. Yes, um, but like he li- he sort of likes to play up how hard he's working and all that. And yeah, he, by children, he's griping about like you know a twenty-five-year-old bestler oh, he, he like co-workers. MJF he's or, not talking or, about like not, I am that's the not father. his actual kids. He, he likes yeah, his no. kids fine. As far as we know, his actual his family is great. Like, his, yeah. his wife is a wrestler. She's very funny. She's cool. But, like, yes, yeah, he's calling all of his co workers children.
2: That's very different than what I thought he was
0: <laughs> Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yes. He does not literally employ his kids. Yeah. I hope. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's wrestling, where WWE, under um, uh, a sophisticated, corporate, um, benevolent <laughs> father figure, Triple H, is the safe, boring place to work. And AEW, the cool, fun, meme company. Is a fucking nightmare. Everything <laughs> flipped in one month. It's awesome. Wow. It's awesome. And like, uh, I saw a tweet. I wish I could remember who posted it. Was like, um, folks, if you got into AEW because you're like, I like it when pro wrestlers love each other. Sorry, but you have not entered <laughs> professional wrestling, where everyone hates each other, and you have no idea what's real, and it's all Machiavellian, and they're gonna talk about it in public, on the mic, in the ring, on TV. And try to make money off of it. It's, so, it. This is this is the good shit.
2: So how can we solve both of these problems by crossing? <laughs> it? Like, I think the obvious answer from Harry
0: Styles and CM Punk, you two work, you two just fight each other.
2: Harry yeah. Styles, I think it's Harry Styles and CM Punk tag team match against Chris Pine and Hangman Page.
0: Yes, I think okay. that's those are the settle. corollaries here, yes. That's, yeah. that's yeah. how we settled that, that and if out. And Florence Pugh is her Jade Cargill. She shows up and everyone's like, I don't give a fuck what the men are arguing about. This lady should be in charge. I'm going to drop yeah.
1: one more thing in the chat for visuals. Here is Florence Pugh walking into the press conference in Venice after Olivia Wilde said Florence wasn't going to be there because of scheduling conflicts. Here is how she wa- Here is how she made her entrance. Have you seen a less bothered human being in your life?
0: I, this account comes from comes to us from Florence Pew Media. Mm-hmm. I probably follow this account.
1: It's 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 <laughs> a fan account. It's a fan account. Believe this. Could you be less bothered if you took a pill to achieve it?
3: This is a like, pro wrestling entrance. Yes, I, 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 I was That's going what I'm yet. saying. I'm glad we came back around to this because I was thinking the whole time. We have entrances. We have bits. We have clicks and alliances. Mm-hmm.
1: Nobody knows it, what's
0: real. Nobody is really sure what's a shooter, what's a work. Nick Kroll is there for some reason. Nick. Yeah. <laughs> now there's Nick a there's Kroll? a guy WCW would have put the belt on Nick Kroll <laughs> for the LOLs. Yeah.
3: Yeah, because David Arquette, I believe, at one point held <laughs> yes. the WCW crown in case it wasn't chaotic enough. As AEW has not fallen
0: to that level. Oh, yet. I forgot about yes. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he held the title. AEW or WCW gave their booker the title belt. Yeah. The guy in charge of deciding who gets the title belt. That's how bad. That's 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 how far AEW can fall. <laughs> if the son to... of the Jaguars owner gets the title belt, you know we have entered WCW zone.
2: Conference realignment looks relatively boring. <laughs> All <of> this, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And also, by the time this episode drops, uh, Leah Michelle will have made her debut in Funny Girl. So, I, I hope everybody got like took their vitamins over the weekend. Replacing we Beanie it.
2: Feldstein, who wasn't book
0: smart. Speaking Ooh. of people who go off script. <laughs>
1: And, and, and guys, thank you, thank you for filling us in on that because I could not possibly have absorbed that much information uh, simultaneously, and I, I had to, I had to take it in concurrently. So for for those of you who only lived through one or the other or neither of these because you were out having a human life, I, I hope that we have that we have brought you some measure of of closure today. What? Your
2: alternative is watching. Georgia during, Tech was the closet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All of
0: this happened during a four-day week debut <laughs> weekend of college football. I
2: would, I, so I would like to say one thing in praise of Georgia Tech.
0: Okay. I, they, didn't, yeah, sure. they didn't give will, up many points for a while. I Jeff,
2: will praise their D-line. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff, Col- Jeff Collins' time management was highly questionable in this game.
1: Highly questionable. Did you game. have the sound on when the announcers were going to halftime? Yes. Yes. Have you ever heard a pair of booth personnel try (laughs) harder not to shit talk somebody? Mm -hmm. But they were stunned. Yes, yes. So so the time
2: management in this game was uh, suspect.
0: He's supposed to
2: be smart. Here's the thing. Georgia (laughs) Tech did the smart thing. And when you mm-hmm. lose that badly, nobody's
1: like, if only we had three timeouts, we wouldn't have lost. <laughs> I I don't even think they lost that badly. I think it could have been a lot worse. Now, I think it could have been a lot worse because Clemson has not fixed their O-line and um, DJ had a new center and who appeared to be going through some shit. And uh, y'all, I don't think we have quite, I have not seen anywhere in the media, anyone pointing to... What I think is certainly the most full cast in, if not maybe the most important factor in the departure. But is this what happens when you lose Robbie Caldwell mm. off your staff? Robbie Caldwell retired and Clemson got pushed. Clemson got mauled for portions of this game uh, by it, Georgia Tech's defensive front. Don't you think that's interesting?
0: I th- like the, the final score looks bad for Tech, but I thought um, the it first half in particular, they uh, looked downright. Good by their standards. They were standards. perky.
1: Yeah.
2: He, here's 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 the bad news. I think watching this game, I was like, "Oh, this looks like a really good program in year two of a new coach." And <laughs> yeah. in a year yeah. two, in yeah. a year two. I mean, it has that. Yeah. It has that vibe where you're like, "Okay, they're starting to figure some shit out." That it's shit his happened. first game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't.
0: You know, once he gets his guys in there.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I love All that. Right.
0: Yeah, there's that. And then there's uh, do we give any sort of that grace period to Brian Kelly? Fuck no. Nope. <laughs> no. Fuck <him. laughs> he no. should have had this shit turned around by now if he's who he, so says he is. <laughs> I,
2: I know how Holly feels about this, and I know how Godfrey feels about this. And I will ask uh, Spencer and Jason the same question Would LSU have been better off, from a feelings perspective, just losing this game by 14? <laughs>
1: Oh, we already had this conversation. Yeah, you,
3: uh, I know
2: where you and Godfrey
1: stand
3: on this. I think they would have been better off losing it by
0: fourteen. I think you'd always rather get your ass kicked than lose by one. Okay. I think I if agree. the rest of the schedule set up that like you're going to end up like ten and two or whatever, yeah. Um, then like, okay, you want it close? You can build off this, this right? Is, this is, we this will feel a good decisive later moment. on. Moment, yeah. I think where this really th- gonna hurt is when you're uh, you're five and six and you want that Music City Bowl bid, but unfortunately you didn't get those last two yards against <laughs> FSU.
1: <laughs> so I agree with Spencer, but for a different reason, and it's because of the dude that we all know Brian Kelly is. You know, it's it's your first game. It, it, it's been a weird couple of years for every team in the country. Uh, you're you, nobody's gonna remember week one by week eleven, but. This way, not only did he lose, I think it's actually worse. I don't mean worse. It's certainly better for us. Um, Kelly didn't just lose. He was made to look silly. Yeah. And there is a particular kind of man, and most of these men are football coaches, um, or most football coaches are this type of person, for whom that is so much worse.
0: Yeah. This wasn't a situation where um, his players were simply not fast or strong enough. This Mm -hmm. was situations where the team made a lot... (laughs) God, a lot of mistakes, mm-hmm. uh, and he cannot blame anyone for that. I, I know the impulse. for will. He will. He him, will. But he will.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, he went into the presser and was like, "I have to coach better," and I about drop yeah. my teeth.
0: Yeah. He's um for he about knows he's five years to say now. That he is. Uh-huh. Yes. He has very noticeably gotten tired of being uh, p- called out for how like the the record of him blaming players. He has very uh, aggressively tried to overcorrect which Let's sucks because this continues. was a great
1: situation in which he could have blamed his players at the end <laughs> it's
0: <laughs> it's got to kill him just the just most him yeah. him <laughs> it's got to hurt
2: the most galling thing is like if you lose on a blocked kick there are a few different ways you can do that like the the most powerful memory i have of this is florida blocking a south carolina kick and that's the 2006 season i want to say
3: uh, Jarvis yes, Moss, 2006. Jarvis goal? Moss, yeah. Springer coming back and almost beating us with yes. Blake fucking Mitchell. And <laughs> this
2: is a that that is the kind of block where you see a defender on special teams just like leap in a in the perfect synchronicity of ups and timing. Where you're just like, you know what? Yeah, that just sucks. Like sometimes that happens, and and like it doesn't usually happen that way. But the other version of this is what happened in this game when it's like. Oh, and and Rich, I know Richard's written about it. I know mm-hmm. Alex has talked about it. Where it's like, oh, this, this, you should have seen this coming. Mm-hmm. They were doing this to you already. Yeah, and like it's it, it's is,
0: it's is not it like
2: lucky you spun double zero on the roulette wheel. It's like, uh-uh. oh man.
0: So LSU is uh, constant special teams blunders in this yes. game. Brian Kelly's handpicked, self-appointed, promoted number two is his special teams coach. Brian Polian. Brian
1: Polian. Hey, why does that name sound familiar?
3: Well, that's the son of Bill Polian.
1: I can't believe this didn't work out.
3: Yeah. former, <laughs> And he's also the former head coach in Nevada and uh, former special teams coach at Notre Dame. Bryant Polian's uh, whole thing, by the way, is, uh, you know, I've got this NFL pedigree. I'm having attention to detail. I'm going to be able to connect you with people in pedigree the Pedigree
1: dogs are dumber is the thing that I think we forget. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um,
1: He's basically saying, I'm Ugga. Yeah, so
0: I'm looking at now at the, um, the win projections on Massey for the rest of LSU's schedule. The yeah. number of games, 60% win probability for LSU or less, call them coin flip games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mississippi State, Auburn, Tennessee, Florida, Ole Miss, Bama, Arkansas, Texas A&M. You could lose eight games oh, geez. in addition to the one you have lost.
2: I really think I might go to the Auburn game.
0: I kind of want to. I
2: I don't feel good about that
1: choice. No, no. no. It's like staring at the corn nuts in the gas station, and you're like, "Mm." (laughs) hmm. And you know, sharing size. You know, as you pick it up, that you're holding a bag of regret, but you're like, Mm. the smell. (laughs) It's not good, but it is enticing. It's not good, but I want
2: it.
3: How did you guys know what I ate at Quick Trip this morning? At like 5:45. Again, the smell. You have
2: that vibe. You have that vibe. Yeah.
3: Just, just a Cornut kind of vibe.
1: <laughs> <You do have laughs> Corn nut vibe. Lest we forget, I, I don't want to. I don't want to lose sight of it because it was several days ago at this point. That wasn't even the dumbest ending this weekend. You don't think so? I would put App State above it.
2: Ah, uh, I I, I I disagree only because of like how we like the fact that it's a 99 yard drive mm-hmm. after back to back fumbles. Where Florida, like Florida State, blew so many chances to win this. To just, I mean, they're, the they're both this.
1: bad. They're they're both bad. Something about the symmetry of app states, just like. Puts a knife in my gut. I the, think weir- both-
2: the weird circumstance where, like, Florida State was like, review that. That was like, okay, cool.
1: Time out.
0: Hold on.
1: That was some Butch Jones we're, shit. We're There's moving a little so fast
0: here. I need a breather. In this game that would have been, like, the weirdest thing of an entire weekend. Yes. by itself. Uh-huh. There was yes. the uh, LSU's third down attempt to run in a touchdown, came up just short, and, like, as their fourth down attempt was going into the end zone, the ref said, hang on, we're going to review the review. <laughs> <laughs> Those, yeah. We don't give a shit about the review. You just walked <laughs> us walk into the end zone.
3: Yeah. The rare moment, the rare moment of agreeing with uh, Brian Kelly, where you go, yeah, that's like, he's looking at the ref going, that's fucked up. And you're like, man, listen, broken clock. It is right. twice." A day.
1: <laughs> that was a jam packed week one, though, in terms of just sheer stuff. Yeah, it was less lot of stuff. Yeah
3: it was a ridiculous amount of stuff i also have to say we did you know we did the show that would be thinking out loud on the sec network every monday at 7 Honk, Honk. because i am a blatant sec honk and chill um we had to do 14 games (laughs) like normally somebody plays somebody else from the conference Mm -hmm. so you can take one off the board you're like no we have to note all of these games and figure out whether any of them mean anything.
2: You don't have to. There were several you didn't have to.
3: Yeah, yeah. Might not have didn't? said a, might not have said a whole lot about Mississippi State-Memphis. Although, kudos to Mississippi State that was a revenge for winning game, game, game one.
2: Yeah, yeah, that was a revenge game, too.
3: Yeah, that is a revenge game, and Memphis is coming for your head. So, congratulations to them. The baffling Mike Leach loss will have to wait until, I don't know, week two? Week three?
1: What's their, open their schedule, let's see.
3: Yeah, hold on. Let's we'll pick, pick it Let's out. pick the battling Mike
1: the Leech.
0: Loss. Loss. While you do that, Loss. I am Loss. looking at Bill C's new SP Plus ratings where Bama is now so far ahead of the world, <laughs> they would be favored over number four Michigan by 11.5 oh, no. points. You've, this is. You found the best game
2: four. this week, I assume, is what the oh no was.
1: Oh, oh no! This is somehow more. Sorry, I was talking to. I meant Jason. This is somehow more comforting than his preseason, which had both Ole Miss and Tennessee in the top 10 and he couldn't figure out how to get them out. <laughs>
3: the math must uh, be wrong. That was upsetting. Oh,
0: only 15 and a half over Tennessee.
3: <laughs> oh. So I didn't have to look more than, more than a week ahead. Oh no. Because. We have noted this on the program before, but who agreed to play a Pac-12 road game against a program who showed a surprising amount of fight and pulse in a victory over Diego State just this week in week one? That's right. Mississippi State plays Arizona in Tucson. I
1: forgot about that. They play them
3: in Tucson. What's the time of that game? That's correct. It kicks off at 11 p.m. Eastern. (laughs) Oh, that, but okay.
2: I, I will say I think that's easier for eighteen to twenty-two year olds than the oh, one yeah. that feels like you're at eight a.m. It's the staff it's we're like, gonna have to worry about. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Mississippi know. Mississippi State has a terrible has like one of the most terrible stretches I think possible later in the year too, where they play A and M, Arkansas, Kentucky, Alabama, Auburn, Georgia. That just sucks. Yuck. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So, in other words, we could pick any of these. Oh, and by the way, just in case the cards aren't wild enough, their first conference game is against
2: LSU! <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> On the
0: 17th! That sounds fun for everyone. That,
3: that sounds fun for everyone. Um, Is there anything else you want to take over from week one before we put it to bed?
1: I'm exhausted, but in a good way.
3: I, the four-day week, I, I absolutely adore this I mean, it's always.
1: A, I, I feel like this was the best week one in terms of um, giggles that we've had in a minute, or maybe it just. I mean, it would hard to be have a worse, hard hard to be have a worse kickoff in the past two seasons, but uh, this was festive.
0: Is that it? I
3: think
1: no, a, I don't. That's a stupid ending. <laughs> no, I think that's <laughs> Ser-
0: good. S- Server, you hear this audio? Just just put something here.
3: Yeah, you can just put something right here. If you wanna,
1: is there anything thinks, else? We want where to do talk you think about?
2: Server went?
0: He said, "Oh, he had oh said he had, had to you weren't leave here. He had a time.
3: thing.
1: Oh, okay. He
0: yeah. said he was he leaving had us a thing get out about.
1: Oh, okay, okay. We should just talk until he gets back. Come, Come back, Server. Doo-doo.
3: He was watching. He was watching <laughs> cycling super hard, super hard. Relatable. Yeah, that man is uh, he, like. I, that man is passionate about cycling in like the way that I really only assumed Belgians could be.
2: Have you guys seen how Sark is already underselling the Bama game?
1: No.
3: <laughs> so go on. He, he,
2: he said something to the effect of like, you know, our goal, our goal this season is to play in the conference championship on December, whatever, whatever. This really doesn't affect that. So.
3: Uh, mm, goals for the season. I think, Does honestly, not include beating professional football teams. I,
2: I I think it's good to get out in front of like, yeah, man, losing doesn't matter here. Yeah. Eat at Arby's, come <laughs> on. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, or was it where he did say my he did say, hey, you know, culture can sometimes beat a superior he did say team. That.
2: Yeah, that's going And I was like, off. if
3: you're talking about bacterial <sighs> infections, yes. we're
2: talking about Auburn. Yeah,
0: also. They have the culture. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You're making the case that Alabama can beat um, the Jets. (laughs) Oh, wait.
2: I just have to put this out into the universe. Speaking of the Jets.
0: Oh, God. Wow. I'm sorry.
2: Jets and Bennett. That's it.
0: Yes. (gasps) Yes. (laughs) Hashtag it, Ryan. Just post it with that hashtag. Oh, God. It's there. Oh, you did it. (laughs) All caps, Jets.
1: (laughs) Oh, you did it. You crazy son of a bitch. Oh my god. You crazy son of a bitch you did it.
3: I don't know, I think the guy looks pretty gutsy. (laughs) Oh I'm thinking about renewing my my season tickets.
2: You can't teach that kind of poise. Stetson Bennett, I think, might be savvy enough at this point that if he got drafted by the Jets, he'd just be like, no, I'm going to go get my MBA. Fuck
0: this. (laughs) (laughs) I've been in Athens a long time, and I think I will keep it that way.
3: And if I'm going to run my empire of regional car dealerships, I have to start honing my managerial acumen now.